This is the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's going on, Digital Wildcatters? Welcome to another episode of the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast. I'm here with my other half. <laughs> my other half. <laughs> Oh, that came off as weird. Yeah, it's a little weird, but <laughs> let's kind of just get right into it today. We are here with Steven Toops, CEO of Cleargistics. What's up, man? Happy to be here. Man, we've known you for a while, so we actually kind of know a little bit more about what you do than we like to. Uh-oh. So I'm trying to mind, I'm trying to just forget <laughs> everything so we can kind of make this as natural as possible. But I mean, Cleargistics has been making appearances at our happy hours, at our events, everything yeah. for the better part yeah. of a, a year now. Yeah. So yeah, very well informed with what you guys do. Typically, we try to tell our guests if we don't know what they do, we're like, hey, don't tell us too much. Like, we want to have <laughs> organic questions for you guys. But no, glad to have you on the show, man. How have things been going? Things are going well. As I walked in here, just got a text message from a, where's now a customer that we signed our largest deal in the company's history. So, I'm going to take credit pretty good for that, way man. to start. That's, just, that's, that's what happens when you walk into our office and you get blessed by us. So, magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about what ClearGistics does. Sure. So, we are a, a digital field ticketing solution. And at its heart, what we do is we replace paper. So we help oilfield service companies get rid of the inefficiencies as a result of having to fill out pieces of paper to get paid. So when I go out and I talk to oil and gas folks, talk at conferences, talk at events, you know, what I always tell people is, look, we've got drill bits in West Texas that are being steered from office buildings in Houston. We've got AI being used to steer those bits and to try to figure out where in the formation we need to go. But everybody on location in West Texas is filling out a piece of paper that needs to be stamped, physically signed, and routed around before they get paid. And that's what's changing. And so the big thing that we do is we're helping to bring about the change in the oil field services industry as it moves towards digital. You know, a lot of, a lot of digitization on the operator side the services side, especially the administrative part of the services side is woefully behind. But the good thing is, is we see that change. Yeah, it's really an archaic problem. If you think about it, you know, me coming from the service side, when I was working for InVenture, you know, I'm traveling all over the Western hemisphere and I'd have to carry this mobile Canon printer with me yeah. everywhere in my bag. And, you know, I'd finish up a job, that job would be, you know, $100,000, sit there on my Excel sheet, I'd delete all my line items, go through, you know, fill it out, print it out yep. on my printer, take it over to the company manager's trailer, get them hopefully to sign it, you know, not a hundred percent success rate of getting them to sign tickets, but you know, it's, it's just a, a very archaic and manual process. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, that's, that's what we do. And, you know, when we started out, I'm a CPA by training. And so when we started out, it's like, Hey, the first thing we got to do is we got to deal with service tickets. Cause that's how people get paid. And then we're out in the marketplace talking to folks and folks would go, okay, great, you're going to take care of my service ticket. What about my JSA? What about the expense report my folks fill out? What about the payroll report my folks fill out? What about this inspection document we have to do on the pickup truck every morning? So what we found out was you not only have to replace that one piece of paper, you got to replace all their paper because they're not interested in using your solution to do one and then still have their folks fill out another three or four pieces of paper. And so that really caused us as we were developing our system to kind of hit pause a little bit and say, okay, 
what we need to do is we need to develop a platform that's capable of capturing any kind of information in the field. And so for a while, it's like we tried to get every JSA service ticket, payroll form we get our hands on. And we got, we've seen hundreds of them. And so when we set about to design our solution, it's like, look, we've got to be capable of doing this and this and this and this and this, not just the service ticket side. And so that's really a selling point to what we do when I can tell people, you know, hey, the, the JSA your guys are filling out in the morning, we can take care of that as well. So then we make the whole system digital. And, you know, very importantly, the way our system's structured, we capture all the information in the context of a job. So for that one job, I know all the service tickets that were filled out, all the JSAs, all the inspection forms, all the payroll forms, all the expense reports, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if we have a, we have a question about, hey, what happened at that job, we can answer that question literally, you know, in the snap of fingers. Whereas if you're using paper JSAs, paper service tickets, paper, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you got to go back and you're digging through file cabinets for half a day. Absolutely. So you were a CPA by training. So let's kind of like, so how did you get into the oil field in general? Sure. So I've been kind of a Mr. Fix-It person for a lot of mill market companies, companies in need of turnarounds, fundraising, high growth situations. And an attorney who I know in New Orleans connected me with a group of investors that had actually bought an oil field services company out in West Texas, out in Midland. And they weren't sure they were getting the right level of information. And they weren't sure things were being done correctly there. And so they hired me to go out and, you know, take a look at what was going on there. And so I was the CFO for the company. And I originally told them it would be, you know, about three to six months. That three to six months turned into for 14 months. I left New Orleans on Monday mornings. I worked in Midland Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I flew back Thursday night and I was there the next Monday morning. So my three to six months turned into 14 I was kind of involved with that company for about four years. So when, you know, when I saw the inefficiencies with paper, that was really the impetus to say, all right, there's, there's got to be a better way of doing this. Everybody can't be using paper. Well, it turns out everybody was using paper. And so, you know, there's got to be a way to do this digitally. And so, you know, that, that is how we came up with the idea. That is how we came up with the necessity for what we do it's not, you know, we're, we weren't a bunch of software guys sitting around trying to figure out what kind of cool software we could develop. I mean, we're business people and we were solving a real business problem that we knew about and we knew the market was going to come towards us as the oil field continues to digitize. How did you get involved with ClearGistics? What year did ClearGistics get founded? So the original company was founded back in 2011. Okay. And it was founded as a way to get information from offshore vessels in the Gulf of Mexico to their shore-based offices, uh, primarily in the southern Louisiana, Lafayette, Venice, et cetera. Okay. And so, you know, company ticked up and then the oil downturn lost its major customer. And so one of that group of investors that I work for, for the services company, had invested in the software company. And so he asked me to come take a look at it and, you know, hey, what do you think? And so I took a look at it and it was like, well, you know, the offshore is going to be pretty down. And this was in 2015. But huge opportunity in connecting the field in the office for oil field services companies. Again, haven't lived in that world for a while. And I think we can repurpose our software to do that. And so that was kind of the start. And he said, I'll fund it. You go run it. And so I, <laughs> that's why I wound up here. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good pivot, you know, especially if you have some existing infrastructure on the software. Yeah. And you can take it and apply it to something else. Yep. 
Yeah. And, you know, we took it and then we kind of, as I said, we did that little market investigation and the CTO, Rick Hansberger, who I hired, you know, came to me after I said, look, I don't want to talk to you for a few weeks. Dig in. Let me know your thoughts. And he walked in my office and he said, he said well, I said, I know what you want to do and I know what software is capable of doing. And so I think we really need to start over because I know in six months you're going to ask me to do something. And I'm going to tell you, hey, it can't be done with the existing software. And so that's why I said we hit pause for a while. And, you know, over time, what we built is a, a really flexible, really configurable platform that's capable of gathering, not only gathering a wide variety of information from the field, but managing the workflows around that information. So it's just not that information there. It's where that needs to move. Yeah, because that's not necessarily enough, right? Just Correct. to capture all the data at a field level, there yep. really needs to be some workflow improvements yeah. to make it, it efficient. Yeah, and we, we get involved all the time with people that have tried to use GoCanvas or WooForms or one of the form builders and realize, oh, this is cool. We've captured all of this. All right, well, now how do I get it into my ERP? How do I get it into my payroll system? How do I get it in the open invoice? How do I get it into Cortex, Ariba, et cetera? And so just getting the information, again, that's a lot of what we do, but that's not enough because it's got to go somewhere. Because ultimately, a huge part of our ROI is that one piece of information from the field is being documented four, five, six times over. So someone documents it in the field, they're filling out a piece of paper. And then that document then has to make its way to someone approving it. And then that document. Carbon copies on carbon copies. Absolutely. It's somebody a, the five-part form. Somebody gets know? the pink. Somebody gets the yellow. Somebody Absolutely. gets the green. <laughs> and somebody's got to key in the pink in the payroll system. Yep. And the white in the invoicing system. And then the yellow goes somewhere else. And then that information from the ERP system then has to be retaken and put into the electronic invoicing platforms that the operators use. Mm -hmm. Again, open invoice, Cortex, Ariba. And so that whole flow, now we've got one transaction that's been documented four or five different times. And so it's been key punched all of those times, except for when it was manually filled out in the field. And so a big part of our value prop is like, look, if we get it digitally in the field, you tell us where you want it to go. And so we've integrated with payroll systems, with CRMs, with ERPs, with the backend electronic invoicing platforms. Once it's digital in the field, a lot of different things can be done with it. The issue is, how do you get it digital in the field? Yeah, so how do you guys do that? Is it mobile? Is it laptop-driven? Is it So we are a tablet and laptop. For a while, we looked at phone. So if you'd have asked me that same question when we were starting out, it was like, oh, we got to have a phone app. Well, let me tell you. Nobody we're talking to wants a phone app yep. because the level of information that needs to be gathered, the phone's not enough real estate. Mm -hmm. And so you can get lost inside of a form on the phone. It's also just the cultural well, side too. No, there, there's a few things. So one, from the oil field perspective, Jake, you know, we've talked about this a lot. When I'm out in the field, you know, I saw a lot of people trying to develop mobile apps, you know, in the past 10 years. And it's just not going to, you know, it doesn't work at the field level, maybe sometime soon, but it's not just even oil field specific. I was on Twitter the other day and one of the founders of Tinder was talking about this. And he said that a lot of people think that there's no room for growth in mobile applications or phone software. And he's like, if you believe that, try working off of your phone, just strictly your yep. phone for a day. The mobile experience is so far off yep. from what it should be. Because you look at this, like, you know, something like field ticketing that requires a lot of data input running off of your phone, just 
it's not a good experience. I don't even like sending emails off my phone, if I'm being honest, just because I've got four or five different email inboxes. And then there's just not enough real estate, especially if you're going through a thread. Yep. Like you want to go through and kind of catch yourself up. There's 20 people on a thread. The only reason I like sending emails off of my phone is so that I can not worry about typos. And I'll just say typos. And I'm like, fuck it. It says sent from my iPhone. And I'm like, yeah. oh, he's typing it from his iPhone. So, <laughs> yeah. So we have, we have uh, someone else that's in our space. They're not necessarily competitive to what we do. And they have the field personnel enter numbers in twice. So every number you enter into their system, it has to be entered twice because they found out that the field folks were making so many errors because again, the, the phone is again, in our opinion, just too limited a real estate. And we really don't have people asking for it anymore. It's like, well, can you do it on the phone? And the answer actually is yes, but it's like, no, we don't want to deploy it to your field folks that way. And here's why. And when we talk to them about that, they'll be like, okay, we get that. We understand that. So let's, let's stop and take a second there on just kind of the, the user experience and I guess the cultural aspect of getting people to adopt yep. it. Because I think, you know, we had talked prior and so with, with GDS where we had built a, a field data capture app just for our own application yep. internally. So you can capture, you know, gauges and run tickets yep. and anything else, right? And we went through like seven iterations of that. Before we finally got to one when we took it to new customers. They were like, we get it. Yeah. There was no training. There was no nothing. Like yeah. you could literally walk in and just plug it in. And we did waste, we made the mistake of, of spending a year developing the mobile application and nobody ever used yep. it. And that was just, that was a fault of ours because we didn't understand the end user. Right. We didn't understand the environment at the time. Yeah. And that, and that's, you know, that dynamic of field use yeah. is the primary thing that we're hitting on now. So, you know, it, it seems silly but when we, you know, when the developers and I first sat down in the room and we do all of our development in-house, I know the kids' names and pets' names of all the folks that I've got developing our software. And we get together once a week and we actually talk in person. But, you know, they show me this and it's like, oh, yeah, that's not going to work because that button's got to be a lot further from that button because this has got to be field usable. And so everything that we do and every design decision that we have made in our system is like, how can we make it as absolutely, positively easy to use as possible for the folks in the field? That's, as we see that, that's the driver. If you can't get the field folks to do it, DOA, just not, not yeah. going to happen. You know, we were driving around Midland several weeks back, I don't know, maybe a month back and this conversation that Jake and I were having that you got to be there at the field level to see what these guys yes. have to deal with yep. when you're developing software solutions, because it's a different world out there. And, you know, you really have to understand from their perspective how they're going to be using it yep. and interacting with it. And, you know, we talk about, I was just thinking about this while y'all were talking, like even when I work off my laptop, you know, if I have the choice of my laptop or running off my, you know, monitor here on my desktop, I'm going to run off my, my desktop monitor because, yep. you know, the more real estate and the more screen space you can get, the more productive right. you're going to be. So I don't know what the solution is going to be moving forward in the future with mobile applications. But I mean, coming from a field hand background, yep. like when I'm out in the field, I like my tally book. Yeah. I like writing stuff down in my tally book. And then I like going to my, my laptop and then inputting the data. So I just don't know if we'll, at least in the near term, ever be past that hurdle where people are going to be working off mobile applications. So our, our philosophy there is that people use technology that they believe will make their lives easier. And so if you can't have that, especially in the oil field, you know, as, as you guys know, the oil field is a very employee, field employee dominated industry, especially on the services side. 
And so, you know, one of the things that we have to overcome during our sales process is the people in the office not believing the people in the field will actually do this. Mm -hmm. And so it was in Midland last week, sitting down with the CEO of an oil field services company, nice size company. And so I was going through our demo and I was showing him. It's like, okay, well, here's that. And he goes, I'm not sure my guys in the field will actually do this. I turned my computer around. You do it. And so, all right, do this, do this, go here, hit that, hit that, hit that. You're done. And he was like, this isn't hard. And it's like, right. He said, I can see my field people doing this. And a lot of that is based on the fact that we've not overthought. We understand what goes on out there in the field. And so we're, we don't want to put any impediments to the field guy doing their jobs. And that's a lot of design stuff. And the people in the office ask for things and it's like, no, 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 not going to work. You know, like one of their, one of the things is, you know, uh, I've got somebody out on location. They're doing a well stimulation job. I'm never going to tell that person in the field, you can't put that barrel of chemicals on the ticket because it's quote unquote, not an inventory. Cause you know what? It's not that guy's fault. If it's not an inventory, somebody in the office has got to fix it. Mm -hmm. I want that person to be able to document what they do and get the information in the office. That is what needs to happen. If I'm waiting for some message back from their ERP system while the guy's on site with limited connectivity before he can finish his ticket, Frisbee. Tablet's going to turn into Frisbee. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the things that we do are based on the fact that, look, you know, we never want to outsmart the person in the field. They know mm -hmm. exactly where they are. They know exactly what they're doing. If something needs to be fixed, it can be fixed in the office. But we want to be able to – that person to be able to do their jobs. And then, you know, it was, it was funny. We were doing training for a company here in Houston. We had one of their senior technicians that was kind of like not – you know, you can tell when you're doing training, person was not really engaged getting started. And about halfway through, he said, wait a second. If I use this, I don't have to bring my tickets in the office every morning. And we were like, right. And all of a sudden he went, that's going to save me like an hour and a half a day. And it's like, <laughs> bingo. Well, he became star student after that. Yep. Because what he saw was this technology is going to benefit me. This is going to be, yep, I understand it's going to benefit the company. This is going to make my life easier. Mm -hmm. And so everything that we do from a design perspective and a coding perspective is all designed around how can we make it as easy as possible for the field personnel to do their jobs. That's such a big part of it right making seamless software that's not a barrier or a hindrance to right. the field hand their job's already hard enough you have to make something that integrates yep it has to be a value proposition for the end user absolutely right and you know talking about turning in field tickets i used to run wireline down in south texas out of victoria and we would do work for pin virginia mm -hmm. and th this was five years ago wasn't that long ago and after our jobs we'd have to drive all the way up to Shiner, I believe they're Penn Virginia's offices in Shiner, and they'd have a little field office there, and we'd have to manually drop off the tickets yep. in a mailbox at their office, and then they would sign them. Yeah. And, I mean, you're talking three hours round trip out of the way after we just got off of a you know, 12, 15-hour job. And so if someone would came to me and be like, hey, look, we have this digital solution that'll save you time, I'd be like, hell yeah, yeah. let's do it. So. Yeah, my Evan, who's our sales rep, who's who you guys have met, who you know lives here in Houston, is out in Midland today. He's going to visit someone that we got connected to through LinkedIn, who was driving around West Texas, saying, and his message was driving around West Texas, going to get tickets signed. There's got to be a better way. 
and a gentleman who I know connected, he sent, sent the message to me, said, you got to talk to Steven. That's awesome. Evan's going to talk to him today. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, from the field perspective, you know, you talk about like the office guys. So like, oh, my guys in the field aren't going to do that. Or maybe they're not capable of operating the software. And I think it was Joe Meadows from OpsLock was on our show one time and he was talking about, he presented his application, his software to the field guys and they're like, oh, we don't know how to work this. Well, he went away and he came back like 15 minutes later and they had changed the background of the phone to something inappropriate. <laughs> and he's like, all right, obviously you guys know what you're doing. You know how to, you know how to navigate your way around a phone. So it's not that field personnel aren't capable or willing to do it, it has to be that that value proposition for them personally, not for the company, for them personally, there yes. has to be a value prop for them that's going to make their life easier. Yeah, they got to see it and, you know, they got to get connected to it and they got to believe, yep, this is going to make my life easier. Absolutely. And then they'll use it. Yeah, yeah, I believe that 100%. So you guys are based out of New Orleans, right? Yeah, they were and located in uh, Mandeville, Louisiana, which is right north of Lake Pontchartrain. It's about 45 minutes north of New Orleans. Yeah, isn't there a shell? A big shell campus up there? Uh, Texaco. Is it Texaco? Yeah. Okay. I've been, I'm pretty sure I've been there before, yeah. but I've been so many places I get yeah. just all mixed yeah. up over time. So all y'all's developers are in-house? Yep. We do all of our development in-house. Okay. So is everyone based there in uh, New Orleans? Everyone or? is in the kind of New Orleans area. Okay. Yep. Except for Evan. Evan's uh, well, alone. Evan and Ryan. So okay. I've got two sales directors. Evan handles Texas. Ryan handles everywhere, not Texas. Okay. So what are you guys seeing? You know, when I when I look at y'all software, you know, for me, I'm like, who who's the client for this? Is it the EMPs or is it the OFS? Because I see value exchanges for both of them. I mean, I imagine from the OFS side, you know, a, a software like this could cut down on the net pay, you know, on, on how long it's taking them to get paid. Because yep. if you're, you know, kind of shortening this workflow process, it would make sense that you would get paid faster. What are you guys kind of seeing as so far as adoption? Our solution really is geared around the value prop is to the service companies. So those are the folks' lives we're trying to make easier. Now, there's a lot of other ancillary benefits to doing that. But our value prop is wrapped around getting that service company to be more efficient, not have to key in the same ticket, same information over and over and over again, moving the information around digitally, not physically, and then, you know, getting it into the system that they need to to get paid. So, you know, that that's how our system's been been designed. But the funny thing is we hear, you know, lately we're hearing a lot more that I'm talking to operators. And they're going, okay, how can we make our ticketing process better? And so they're calling us. I had a conversation with a major operator last week. And ultimately, they had reached the same conclusion that we were just talking about. That, okay, whatever we decide we're going to back has got to be field usable. And if it's not, because if we can't get our service companies to get us information digitally, then it's not going to work. And so they were talking to us about how can we have one system that is going to, A, provide benefit for the service companies and the operators itself. Because the operators, it is valuable to the operators to have digital information all the way in the field. Mm -hmm. To be able to see and get visibility to that and be able to you know, push projects out to their service companies digitally, which are all things that we can do through our system. So we see that light bulb going off. Because I, you know, when I'm talking operators generally, I said, you know, you guys are standing in the way because you've got some rule where somebody's got to stamp a piece of paper out in the field in order for the service companies to get paid. And so right now you're making the rules 
I yep. said, it's very, very easy. They created that standard, Correct. right? So they did. They, they can create another standard. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And, and you, know, you know, we hear about working groups that are going on about digital stamping and stuff like that. But, you know, ultimately, the digital, you know, approval technologies are out there. And, you know, we get, you know, one of the things you can do in our system, company man, you sign on it, you hit a button, and boom, you got a PDF immediately of exactly what so you I was going to ask with y'all's workflow, does the company man still, he's still reviewing the ticket and signing it or are there any instances where it's bypassing and, you know, going straight to the administrative office yeah. of the EMP? So we handle approvals of one of a number of different ways. So the last thing we want to do right now is tell the company man how he has to approve a ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, Hey, here are the four or five different ways you can approve tickets. One of which is, as you said, Mobile printer, you know, mobile printer, print it out. You got to take a stamp, stamp it. And then using our application, you take a digital copy, you take a picture of that ticket, which is stamped. And ultimately that's what gets uploaded into open invoice, for example, in order to get paid. So we do approvals a a lot of different ways because we've seen a lot of different ways out there in the field for it to be done. So again, I never want to tell the company, man, hey, here's how you got to do it because (laughs) we understand that that doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it seems like they're, you know, coming from the EMP perspective that there's still a lot of value. You know, I, I see it's very clear to see the value on the OFS side, but on the EMP side, I mean, just imagine the, I mean, Jake, like look at the accounting and administrative on our little small stripper well operation up in Oklahoma. I can only imagine yeah. the accounting nightmares for some of these larger EMPs. So to be able to yeah. kind of cut down on the back and forth between the ticketing process, I'm sure saves yep. a ton of uh, at yeah, the, least human the, capital. The guys who we were talking to last week, you know, during the conversation, he said, Stephen, I got about a thousand service companies working on our production in various ways, shapes, forms, or fashions right now. And getting all of their tickets digital and getting them where we can approve them digitally saves us X amount of dollars. So the, the, the operators are coming around to the fact that, hey, this is valuable for us. And so what they're wrestling with is, and you know we've got some competitors that have designed their solution to give a lot of value to the operators and not the service companies. It's got, again, got to be field usable. You got to provide value to the people who are using it. And you know, in talking to a lot of C-level OFS folks, they're reticent of the operators coming to him and telling them they have, they have to do something else mm-hmm. because the operators are coming to him now going, you've got to join this, you got to be on here and you got to do this and you got to do this. And so the idea of one of the operators saying, Hey, this is our solution, our ticketing solution. You have to use it. Well, if you're a service company and you're working for 10 different operators, you're not going to train your guys on 10 different ticketing solutions. That's just, that's just incredibly inefficient. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what we've done is, you know, if the operator has a need for the digital information, we pass it to the operator. You tell us what format you want it in and what information, and we'll get it to you. So, and we can do that irregardless of which backend information, which backend electronic invoicing platform they're using and what the requirements are for all of those platforms. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my head around all the field ticketing is something that pisses me off so bad because (laughs) I used to spend so much time and then, you know, traveling through playing my Canon printer would always get broken by TSA. So, you know, I'm sitting there trying to, you know, 
mess around with this little jickety printer. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like this is just painful. One but, of the things we found is the thermal printers. Because thermal printers don't require ink. <laughs> thermal printer. Thermal I printers. I haven't even heard of these. Yeah. So no ink and it just it's all thermal. So you get a copy of the So I'm guessing this is black and white. Does it kind of yeah, just, it's just like, black is it like a light burn into the paper? Yeah, apparently. But it produces wow. you know, it produces something that looks it looks good, but it's there's no no ink required. So one less moving thing, one less thing that the guy in the field's gotta yeah. gotta do. That's super interesting. Yeah, that was another problem. Yeah, I'd go to print out my ticket yep. and I'd run out of yep. run out of ink and I'm in the middle of Pennsylvania. You know, there's yep. no no office supply store around. So what have you kind of seen? I don't know if we mentioned this or not. What year did you come on Cleargistics? Late 2015. Okay, 15. Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of in the thick of, of the downturn. <laughs> yes. So rough times for sure. What have you seen since then in terms of reactions and adoption yeah. to y'all software? I mean, I'm sure, you know, probably similar story to everyone in the space. You know, people are starting to see overall more adoption of uh, new technology. Yep. Has it been the same story for you guys? Yeah. I tell people that about six or nine months ago, somebody flipped a switch in the industry. So when we were out at, you know, Lagco or the Permian Bay. We started show, this podcast or, about six or nine months that ago. That's got to be it. Maybe that was That it. has got to be it. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so, you know, we, we were out at Lagco a couple of years ago, when we were out at OTC a couple of years ago, and we would be walking around talking to people about what we did. It was always like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see that. What we get now is we have a – that's one of our goals for this year is to get rid of the paper service tickets. Yes, we've got a project going on to digitize our field information. And so the market has turned from a market of tire kickers to a market of buyers. Mm-hmm. And I think a little bit of that's due to the fact that oil is not $26 anymore. But a lot of it is due to, you know, it, it's kind of flowing downhill, I guess. And the OFS companies are kind of at the bottom of that hill. And, you know, as the old field services companies get younger and younger and younger, there's more and more and more adoption of technology. So people are looking around going, okay, paper, well, there's got to be a better way of doing this. Let's see who, you know, let's see what options we have out there and let's evaluate them. So, you know, I love it. When companies come to us and say, oh, we have a competitive situation, love that. I love my software and I love how we compete. But, you know, also they say, you know, about restaurants, you know, one restaurant on a corner is great. Put a restaurant across the corner the street and, you know, they're doing more business because you get to be seen as a restaurant destination. Mm -hmm. So the more and more competitive situations that are out there the more and more that opportunities we have. And, you know, I I love competition. I absolutely love it. That's a good perspective. I like when you put it in, I haven't thought about that. You know, you put a bunch of restaurants together and all of a sudden you have a destination and it is kind of the same yep. that we're seeing here. Going back to your point, 69 months ago, there's someone flipped a switch. I mean, got to be you guys. Hard, hard, hard to argue with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be you guys. But now when we go to OTC, we're coming back not only with a stack of business cards, we're coming back with demos already lined up. It's like, yep, we want to see it. We want to see it here, here, and here. And That's awesome. Love it. So I'm assuming that you guys are primarily focused on shell plays right now on, yeah. on land operators. I mean, you originated as an offshore player here, there in New Orleans. Does this have applications in the offshore space? You know, I'm not, I've done a lot of, not a lot, but have been offshore. For us, our ticketing process was the same out there, but obviously the logistics are so much more yep. complex out there. Is this something that will be able to be applied to offshore? Yeah. One of our larger customers has uh, technicians that go out to platforms and do testing. 
So they've got 28 technicians in the Gulf that are using our solution, using our ticketing solution. And so, you know, one of the other dynamics that we see when we go in places is that because you're using paper, you've made certain assumptions. So for this one company, the assumption was we need to do, they, do a, they did a ticket at the end of each job. So it's a three-day hitch. They're going to do work. They're going to fill out one ticket at the end of the three days. And it's like, look, if you want to do that through, through logistics, that's fine. However, what you can do is have your folks fill out a ticket every day. And then I can consolidate that information into one ticket that's going to go be approved and then go into your ERP system. And the best thing about that is now I can tell the folks in the office, they can see what's going on day by day by day out there in the field. And so getting out, you know, offshore, one of the dynamics is, you know, hey, you're going to work at this tension leg platform, but you need to show up at Schwest's dock at eight o'clock in the morning. And here are the you know, here's the contact information for not only the person at the TLP, but the person at the dock. Well, our system does dispatch as well. And so we actually built into our system that kind of dual dispatch functionality. So we can actually tell the technician, you're going to work here, but here's where you need to show up and here's when. But your end job is at this particular location. And so, and that's got... It's got a lot of applicability on shore as well because, you know, the guys out in Pecos are meeting at the pilot station that's on the corner just, of that highway there. And, it's, you not, know. it's not a dock. It's just a strike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that makes that brings up some bad memories. Man. I've <laughs> met up at a stripes way too many times at 4 a.m. So I want to ask a wild card question here because when I think about the platform, and I've actually talked to Evan at ClearGistics about this prior, what do you guys think about blockchain as an evolution of the ClearGistics platform? Is that something that you guys have dabbled in? Obviously, you got to focus on your core product, yep. your core platform. But do you think you guys will ever pivot into that? Obviously, we're in the early stages of the technology. But when I look at counting, field mm-hmm. ticketing, you yep. know, it looks to be a perfect application for blockchain. I think that we've seen, you know, companies like Data Gumbo yep. operating blockchain as a service kind of looking at, you know, getting in that space. Is it something that's on y'all's radar? Yeah, no, it definitely is. You know, we're, we're going to have a lot of data there. So not only blockchain, but, you know, there's some AI applications there mm-hmm. as well. Right now, we see it kind of as an evolution and a process. You know, the first stage of this is getting people to use it. And then once you got people using it, how else can you evolve the platform to become more integrated in the overall process of what's trying to be accomplished out there in the field? And so I can definitely see, and we've, you know, we've had folks talk to us about, about using blockchain in our solution, and I can absolutely see it moving in that direction. Yeah, I mean, imagine, like you said, it's all about user adoption, right? Yeah. Like you have to have the users on the platform. Um, once you're bringing in all that data, I imagine that you guys would be able to do some pretty cool things as far as analytics and and blockchain, I mean, think about if you could, you know, start taking start taking all your AFEs and forecasting. Yes. You know, doing some cost or price yep. modeling, you know, for the budget over the right. next year. So there's a lot of cool things. That could yeah, and that's that you know that's the again a lot of that is the operator ROI. So you know how can how can I get control over all of this data that you know it's the ticket that ultimately generates the expenditure on the AFE. Mm-hmm. And so if I can get access to that expenditure going on on a more real-time basis, I can benefit because then I can plan, I can, I can analyze, I can figure out what's going on. But a lot of times, by the time it gets an open invoice, you know, it's been weeks. Also, I don't think a lot of people understand that, and I don't even understand it to the full extent. But, you know, just with our wells and our operation – 
you know, invoices coming in, checks going out, and the accounting becomes, you know, a nightmare just yes. because of the lag time yep. and this whole workflow. And so yeah. it becomes extremely hard to know if you're over budget, right. under budget, you know. Yep. Yeah, you don't know what your liabilities are in some of these oil companies. In, so. You know, but if you but if you're able to do it the right way, you, the way you should be doing it is with, with what you guys have is you capture the information, then you're doing essentially a crude, correct. which you now have in real time. So now you know what your liabilities are for. Yep. You're not waiting 30, 60, 90, 120 days. Some of these right. oil companies don't even know if they have money until it's too late. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So what are some of, you know, before we wrap this up, what are some of y'all's goals that you have for, you know, the, the coming year, you know, for the rest of 2019, what are y'all really looking to attack and do? Drive adoption. You know, that's kind of goals number one, two, three, and four to continue <laughs> to get the solution out there in the marketplace. We are in the process of doing a fundraise. So oh, okay. uh, getting something close <laughs> would be very important for us. Very good. Is this y'all's uh, series? Would it be It'll e? be about an A. Yeah. Oh, A. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So okay. that that's, that's also very high on on the on the list well, of priorities we have, we have uh lots of engineers lots of investors that <laughs> listen to our podcast so where can they find you guys is it clergistics.com yeah clergistics.com okay so we'll, we'll add a uh, link to the show notes to get to clergistics website and then steven you're on uh, linkedin as well right? yeah very much so awesome yeah. so you can either find them online go find steven on linkedin if you're interested in using their service or investing in their round just give steven a call i'm sure it'll be Glad to talk to you. Absolutely. Steven, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you guys very much. I enjoyed it. Yeah, great having you, man. Thank you. Come, 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 come.